Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm talking about the sex crisis. Did you guys hear this? Apparently, we're in a sex crisis and some ways to get out of it. Plus, I'm taking your calls. Topics include a sex drought, a crisis, whatever you want to call it. Why people aren't having sex. All right, so you want to have a baby, but it's turning sex into a chore. How do you make sex fun again? Okay, you love touch, but your wife is not so into PDA. Where is the middle ground? And you're trying to have a threesome. You want someone you know, whereas your partner wants to find a stranger. So what do you do? All this and more. Thanks for listening. If you've learned anything from me and from listening to this show, variety is the spice your sex life needs. So that's where I come in. But I know it can be overwhelming because I talk about so many toys and products and tips all the time that knowing where to start isn't easy. So I'm excited because I've teamed up with Good Vibrations to bring you my all new subscription box that has a selection of products I handpicked just for you. So every quarter, I'll send you a new collection to keep things fresh. This month, it's my winter warm-up collection featuring a fun selection of goodies that will definitely keep you busy this winter. You'll get a massage candle, warming lip gloss, which is fun for oral too, P.S., some super fun bondage tape. I love bondage tape. If you haven't tried it, oh my God. And an awesome rabbit vibe with lube. There's even a little greeting card you can leave behind for your partner to let them know you're ready for action. Once you sign up, we'll send you your first box and it's all a really good deal. You'll save up to $50 compared to buying everything separately. Plus, you know you won't get anything that I haven't tried, tested, and isn't at the top of my personal list. To get started, just go to sexwithemily.com box. That's my site, sexwithemily.com B-O-X to start your subscription today. into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. Check out our podcast, our mailing list. Sign up for our mailing list. Have you not done that? Check out all the blogs and posts we have there. You can also comment, subscribe wherever you listen. We love it when you subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. And you can also find me on SiriusXM Radio five nights a week on Stars Channel 109. And you can get a free 30-day trial at sexwithemily.com slash SXM or call us that time of night, 888-947-8277 from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific. Find us on all social media at Sex with Emily because I know you'll want to. All right, guys, enjoy the show. So when I was, I was on vacation, I can't do that without laughing right now because it wasn't I'm not to be angry about it. I was sick the whole time. Is that called a vacation? I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not complaining. Don't feel bad for me. But it wasn't like a vacation. But while I was on vacation, there was a breaking sex news story. Yeah. And that story, to me, it wasn't breaking because I keep hearing this. But it was like, oh, no, new studies show that we are in a sex crisis. That we are all, no one's having sex. We used to have a lot more sex. And especially people under 30 Apparently, they're the they're the worst offenders. Okay, we get the alerts and we have news wires, believe it or not, or just for sex. So mm-hmm. we know everything that's happening and we do our best just to bring you things that we think are relevant to your life that are interesting and, you know, that could help you. So 
remember a few years ago, some studies started coming out and they were like, probably about three years ago, right, Jabe? I think when they were like, millennials would trade their iPhone for sex. And then the next week, it would be like, people would rather, you know, watch Netflix and have sex or mm-hmm. give up chocolate. For I was like, oh God, these stories are so, it was like sponsored by a chocolate company. Like probably. these silly studies. Yeah. And I was like, these are silly. Like, I love my phone, but you know, I'd rather have sex. But then this study that was in the Washington Post mm-hmm. said, I wasn't going to get into this now, but I'm all riled up about it. Because it kind of pisses me off. You know why? Because it's like, Sex crisis. It's like saying we're in a like like a meringue pie, you know, lemon meringue pie crisis. Like how you know, or like you know, like chocolate chip cookie crisis. Like you just, they don't go together. Like those are things that are pleasurable. How are we in a crisis around sex, which is, you know, one of the most pleasurable things on the planet, and and gives us a lot of joy. I mean, obviously gives us a lot of strife because that's why you know we have a job. I have a job. We're talking about it here, and I want to help you all have better sex, and it's very confusing, and I know all the reasons why sex isn't as delightful as we all think it should be. Like, in our minds, we yeah. think of sex as being this ultimate, like, more kids, and we're, you know, we start hearing about sex. You think... Well, because you only hear about it through people, like, people your age, so when you start hearing about sex, it's very immature most of the time, or if it's from school, it's just scare tactics or like the very basis of anatomy and mostly the internal anatomy of the reproductive system so we get these weird ideas like we come up where our imaginations run rampant and wild because we're not exposed to like what sex actually is and what it's like exactly and then we especially like losing your virginity or having sex for the first time i feel like a lot of us put it up because we're told like oh wait for until you're in love and you find someone special but even if you have that person I know very few people that lost their virginity and it was a great experience. Exactly. But mo- most people, I know nobody. I know zero people. And if you, if you disagree, if you have a, something to say to the, you know, contrary here, 888 that the first time you had sex, it was amazing. And you actually, it's in your spank bank or you think about it all the time. And it was one of these like beautiful, like, you know, yeah. unicorns and <laughs> rose petals in the middle of a you, meadow you, you came together and it was amazing yeah let me know but mostly yeah it's kind of di- what happens is yeah so we set our kids up for that we tell them i was that this weekend i thought here we are telling kids you gotta wait till you get married or when you mm-hmm. do get married it's gonna be this beautiful thing between you and somebody you love and kid parents still say that to kids today they still say you know what sex oh when someday you'll fall in love with somebody You'll be deeply in love with them and then you're going to do this sex act. Like maybe they say that when the kids walk in on them having sex for the first time or maybe the kids just, you know, whatever their first sex, yeah. that's, that's, the, that's the party line. That's the, that's the line that we tell kids. When you so when you, and then we go off and we have it and then we all realize it like, and then we get to have it. So right, we get older, we yeah. have it. Not so great the first time and then we kind of figure out that, oh, okay, I guess it's, it gets better from there. Yeah, it gets definitely better. gets better. So here's where we're fucked. It's bad, horrible the first time. So it can't get much worse and it gets better. But then, and then maybe it gets a little bit better because maybe you get into a relationship in your 20s and you start, you know, with someone, you're with someone for a while and then you start to like feel comfortable because we know for women, the more safe we feel in relationships are, you know, we can have mm-hmm. more orgasms and more pleasure. And then it starts to feel better. But then it's sort of, you kind of stop there. You're like, well, it's not as bad as the worst. You hit your plateau. And then you don't ever go back and learn anything new. And then you get into a relationship and you never talk about it. And so there we are. So that's, you know, 
why sex is we tell kids you got to wait till you're married or in love and find someone and then we just then we know they start having sex right when they're like 16 17 then we 15 whatever we don't talk to them about it and then they're like it's like giving your kids a car like here's a shiny new car mm-hmm. without the you know the man the manual or any training any training at all it's like it's like giving your kid a great new car and you love them and you care about them and you bought them the car that they dreamed of but they didn't get their driver's license and mm-hmm. you're like go have fun in this car and that's what we do with kids we send them off their way to have sex into the universe and then they you know they really don't know about pleasure and what makes them feel good and all the things that we talk about in the show so now we find ourselves in a veritable crisis around it yeah and it's saying here in this article that people 18 to 29 uh it's the the amount of americans 18 to 29 reporting that they've had no sex in the past year has doubled between 2008 and last year which i mean it seems like a lot it says 23 percent here yeah 20 i just want to ask yes so we're telling kids to wait and to not have sex and now we're all up in arms because we're not having sex exactly (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. That's why we're in crisis. So we're like, don't have sex because that was the big thing. You know, when I guess when I was so in my 20 years ago, my 20s, when they were like, so everybody, people were having sex and it was more about safe sex and everyone was using condoms, but we were having sex, Mm -hmm. but we weren't, people were getting put with those teen pregnancies too. So it was like too much sex. And so you're right. So now it's not enough sex. And I think the problem is not enough intimacy overall. Like they're calling it sex, but I think that we're, this is going back to the epidemic of loneliness. It all goes back yeah, to that in a way. Yeah, I was going to ask you why you think we're having less. Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of reasons. And you guys, why do you think? And actually, if you'd like to have more sex, let me solve your mini sex crisis. 888 I think that we're not because we're not... I do think a lot of it has to do with technology. Yeah. We're not leaving our homes as much. We, you know, like this, there's a lot more to do at 10 o'clock at night, right? Like I think back before you were distracted by your cell phone, video games, online dating, whatever you're doing on the phone, FaceTime, ordering food, like you don't Mm -hmm. even have to go out and pick up food. So you used to go out and you'd have to pick up food. Like you wouldn't have Postmates or you wouldn't have delivery. Yeah. You would have to walk into it and then... We were talking really like how you met people before this, before we were reliant on our phones for connection. And it's like, oh, I would meet people out. Like you'd meet them at the 7-Eleven. You'd meet them on the bus. You'd meet them at a friend's party. You'd meet them, like you'd meet people out in the real world. And right now, we are just, we are at every cost. Like we are, we are so happy when we don't have to leave the house. We don't have to go to Blockbuster to rent the movie anymore because that's what Netflix is. Yep. But do you know how many people you'd meet at, like, go to get a movie and you'd get fresh air and you'd meet, like you would be in the world. And that's what would how people come across your path. You meet friends of friends, and now we're just isolated, and that's why we're not having as much sex. I and think we're lonely. I think that uh, partially it has to also do with um, the fact that when we are going out in the world and spending our time, like you know, out and about, we are trying to do it on our own, like spending solitude moments and trying to be you know with nature and and grounding ourselves and and not trying to meet with people since everything is uh so accessible from the from your couch you know so like when we are going out it's not like we're trying to meet people it's like we're just trying to get a breath of fresh air from away from the screens and all that kind of stuff right we have too much coughing yeah but when when when, now when i'm out i'm i'm been especially because of 
you know, you saying like, oh, be on your phone less and do things like that. I try to do that out when I'm out in the world. I try to like be more open and, and give off an inviting energy. And I and I always do talk to people when I'm out. Like I always meet some people, but I'm not on my phone, but everyone else is. So no one is even noticing that I'm not on my phone, that I am a person that they could talk it's, to. Right. That's exactly it. That was the other thing when, is that we don't, when we're, we are out, we're not we're not we're present. We're yeah. Not present. yeah, we're not present. And so when you would be sitting anywhere, like you were sitting waiting for your car to get fixed or you were random places. I just remember you there'd be bad magazines on the table. You don't want to read Popular Mechanic. You'd talk to the person next to you. You'd make a friend. And now we're just we're on our phones, we're waiting for food. We're we're not even seeing the people walk past us. So there is no connection happening when we're even out. So we're lonely when we're even with people. And so we are not having sex and we're not meeting people. And I think that this sex crisis, so it's mostly men. Men are driving the decline in sex. So. I think it's because, and I I mean, this might not be a popular opinion, but I think that because women more so now in in the public sphere are taking charge of their sexuality and their own life and making better decisions for themselves, that it's also just weird for for guys now they don't kind of don't know how to act how to be they don't know how to be not invading someone's space but also trying to meet people so now they're not acting on that out in public so they're on the apps just doing that and then for me for example like i would love it if in a polite way there's ways to approach people and not approach people if so, i was out and someone was like hey like i just want to introduce myself this is my name like if i'm at a bar totally i'll talk to you yeah I'll talk to you. I've also gone out and asked people out that I see out, but then that then I become this dominant role that I don't want to be. Which is you're in the masculine role. Exactly. So it's just it's kind of a weird for me. I'm in a weird limbo. I don't even know what to yeah, do. No, I'm in well, a sex is, crisis. This, <laughs> you are with well, Jamie. Yeah. She, yeah. We have a sex crisis at home mm-hmm. here, right here in the office. It is a confusing time. I think I've been. We've been talking about this a lot. I've been talking to friends about it. My guy friend just called it gay before mm-hmm. we got on the air, and I was talking to him. I was like, "I'm putting him on speaker." I'm like, "Cause we were like in our twenties together, and how we met people was like out, and and we would just we would be out in the world. What was I? What were we talking about? The dating, like <sighs> you asked him, and he's in his forties, yeah. I yeah, believe. Yeah, forties, forties. How he thinks the climate has changed oh, as far you. as dating. There's a million things that have happened in my brain today. So he was like. Yeah, it's dude, and he's got game. Like he, I mean, he does. He's always girls. He was like, he's like, goes out to me. He's like, you're hot. I want you, but in a way that wasn't creepy. Like he's not a creepy dude, but he just he was on. He's like, now I just don't feel like I can even approach women, ask them out in that same way that it shifted. Which in a way, I feel like there is a certain. So what we're saying, we've talked about this before too about people like in your like in your twenties now. Mm-hmm. That it's okay, men, women asking people out. It doesn't really matter. But where I feel like years ago, it was more like. I believed what I was taught was that it was men or the masculine because it could be there's always the masculine mm-hmm. energy and the feminine energy. So even if you're in a same sex relationship, that the masculine it was a masculine's responsibility. Like they want to be the hunter, the gatherer. They want to go out and kill their prey. Like they want to do the asking. They want to bop you over the head and drag you back to the the cave. Like if you ask, if I asked a guy out, I would I believed that I was taking away something from him and his, he made, you know, mm. his initiation into that. Like that was their responsibility. Mm. But I do think that it's the, the it's changed now, the roles have changed and that we're seeing both things, but I think maybe it's generational. I would like to hear from people. Would you truly, have you been asked out by someone before? We could say 
as a man. Yeah. Or, I mean, anyway. It, yeah. And I kind of want to know, like, the differences in, like, all the generations, like 20s, 30s, 40s, do you 50s. Wanna, do you care if you're asked out? Because I think it's changed. And I feel like I think everyone wants to be asked out right now because we're all so fucking lonely and isolating. And that I think that if we're all very confused by these rules, why don't we just do what we didn't do at the beginning and just, like, start paying attention to people's. You know, so much of what we, how we communicate isn't just through our words, it's body language, like reading it and, and talking about like, letting people know I'm interested in dating you. Is that something you'd be down for? Like the more that men and women, I think it doesn't matter gender. Just if that's what you're interested in, let that be known because I think the hunting, maybe that bullshit game is over. If you think someone you're interested mm-hmm. in them, maybe you don't have to do any of that anymore. If you are feeling attraction, like I'm feeling a good, when I was at Wanderlust Festival a few years ago, what yeah. did you come back saying that everyone's like, you've got a good vibe. There was some pick good up. vibe. Hey, I'm feeling your vibe. Yeah. Now that's very like California. It was like some yoga festival. So, you know, no, I love Wanderlust, but it's like a... Hey, man, I feel your vibe. So if there's some language that we can figure out that doesn't feel like someone's stepping on you and feels creepy or invasive, but you let it be known, like, I would be interested in hanging with you. I would be interested in getting to know you. You look like, would you want to get a drink sometime? And it doesn't matter. We get out of our own way because I believe that what I'm thinking, that I'm taking away this responsibility from whoever the masculine role is, is an old belief system that maybe doesn't serve anybody anymore. Yeah, and it's it's so funny too because we like we all kind of inherently learn this. I think through peers and people and even adults, like our you know what your parents tell you, what your aunts and uncles tell you, and yet there is no written down no rules rules. So how are we supposed to know when it changes? How are we supposed to know how to navigate things? And why is it this universal knowledge that's not written down anywhere, exactly. but it's just been passed on through word of mouth? Right. And everyone gets to decide on their own, right, too. But I guess if everyone's deciding on their own, then no one's asking anyone out because they don't know what to do. Maybe that's a crisis. <laughs> uh, call us with anything. 888-947-8277. Okay. We actually have a couple people yeah, calling in about people. this this subject. So Michael, 56, in California, wants to... Talk about the sex crisis for older people and not just the younger generations. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Michael. Thanks for calling. Hey, ladies. How are you today? Good. We're great. We're in a crisis. So I got. So what you just said was I had a thought when I first called in. Now I've got several thoughts. That's how so I feel. So maybe I'll That's back okay. in. Good. Do it. So back in. First of. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm. I'm going to say that. Uh, so I'm a single man. Uh, was married for many years, no children, and uh, I'm actually, for my age, a very young person. I'm like a 40, 40 in my mind, 40 in my body, but just older in age, right? So there used to be a time where women would send the signal that you were just talking about. I'd be out and about. Women would send a signal, whether it was in a business meeting or some other event, and I'm not feeling that. It was anymore. a signal. It was like, dude, dude, no. Like, I said, well, I got, yeah, well, like I know. You were, saying, you were saying the body language body and everything. Language, right? yep. so, or, or, at least they were, or at least they were talking more about it. Right. And I felt that in the, when I was in my 30s and, you know, 30s and 40s, say, there seemed to be more women who were more open to having sexual relationships with, with uh, guys of my age, a little older. And now I just feel like it's all shut down. Signals are, di- are dead. And I don't feel that women are as aggressive as they should be. You were talking about that. You didn't know if it was mm-hmm. right for you to step in and yeah. say, hello, hey, I'm interested. Yeah. It would be, I would love that if right. a woman would come up to me and say, hey, Michael, uh, I've been noticing you. I love the way you dress. I look, you know, I yeah. love you stay in shape. 
Yeah, and men like compliment. Okay, yeah, and men like to be complimented on their looks. Mm-hmm. Less so women. Uh, well, that's a whole that's an online dating profile. So maybe in life, but men are men. Like Michael, you like it if a woman said you look great, right? You you look sexy. Well, I love what you're wearing. Right. Okay. Keep going. That's we'll circle back to that point. That would be okay. great if that would happen, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's. Uh, I haven't seen that round, and I, I haven't changed much. I've got you know. I'm not. I still very. You know, I'm attractive. I, I'm sure that uh, there are. Do you think it's changed since? But you're saying it's but an age I, thing, I, or it's a, it, do you think it's because you're 56 now? Or are you saying it's just in the last few years has been a change overall, like because of Me Too? Because because that's what kind of what we're talking about. Also, I think, or in my mind, this has an impact on it that that it's kind of it's a different climate now. I was gonna, I was gonna say that I was gonna breach that subject. I wasn't sure if I was going to, but I believe that's some of it, right? And yeah, I'm part of believe it. Believe me, yeah. I'm I'm very sympathetic sympathetic I'm, I'm very sympathetic to the women that have been abused and so forth and i have no tolerance for that as a man i think those guys I got put it. away East, yeah. so i'm right. really i got a hard line on that but but i think that because of that we're we're so uh men these days more timid uh, to- I, I think especially the I'm, I'm gonna say even especially the white male is very is a little bit more apprehensive about approaching a woman because we are concerned about this whole me too thing yeah. and how that's going to, how is that going to be, you know, what is the signal I'm sending to this woman? I'm attracted to her. I'd like to spend some time with her. I'd like to have some dinner. Maybe I'd like to have sex with her, but what, how do I get there? Right. So you feel the, like you've uh, stopped. Too? Right. Exactly. So you feel like in the last few years, you've had to be like, you're just definitely much more thoughtful and careful about it because what could be the repercussion? And no one knows the new rules. No, how do I get through that? How do I get through I that? Think you, right. Like, that's, how do I work that? Yeah, exactly. Right? And I think it's like, thank you, Michael. Thank you for your call because I, that's such a good point because I do think that it's exactly what I'm saying is that we need to just be friggin' honest about it now because we don't know the rules. It's like we're in a whole new world. They've all blown up, whatever rules we believed. And so now if you are feeling like Michael and Michael's 50, I've heard from men of every age group I've talked to, every generation has said to me, it's changed. It's weird. I know people in college, Mm -hmm. people like it's just a different time now and we don't really know what to do. And I would argue that we never really did it that great anyway. So what if we just start anew and be honest and let people know like I, what if it's not sexual, but hey, I'm feeling like this could be something. Let's hang out. What's your number? It doesn't matter what your gender is. You just don't play the games. And yes, and here's the other thing. The reason why we also don't ask each other out and why we're in a crisis is because when we used to have to leave our house and we weren't home on technology, we're always afraid of rejection since men typically mm-hmm. had to do a lot of the asking. They would get rejected. And it was terrifying for so many guys to be like, how am I going to ask people out? Like, that's why the game, like Neil Strauss's book, mm-hmm. The Game became such a thing because it was in my show. I hear from men, all especially on the podcast, terrified, crippling anxiety young men asking women out. Like, it's crippling. And so, and that's been going on forever, but eventually you had to do it enough because survival, mm-hmm. you want to have sex in your 20s and then you're like, okay, girl's not into me or you get your game or you get your thing and you figure out how to communicate with women. But now, since younger guys aren't even learning to date, no one's dating. Yeah. And they're not leaving the house, so they're not talking to people, they're not communicating, they're on their phones, that there's less incentive that that rejection just stays in a fear place. They never go out to face it, their fear of being rejected, mm-hmm. and then they don't get to move through the fear of rejection. So they're just maybe staying home and being like, I'd much rather play Fortnite or mm-hmm. watch porn than actually be rejected, because that's terrifying. Whereas men before would have to be like, it's terrifying, but I have no other choice because nothing to do at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, and putting yourself out there in any situation can be terrifying. But I mean, coming from a, a woman who has asked men out before, I've been rejected. And it stings, but 
It's kind of like, why does that, that person doesn't owe you a yes? Not even about you, right. It's yeah. not about you. And that's what I think, too, I really liked um, Michael's point, though, how he, how he was saying that the climate has changed, but more so because he doesn't want to give women the wrong impression, not right. because he thinks that someone's going to, like, accuse him of something. It's just more of, like, I don't, I just don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. Exactly. And that's the what I'm hearing, right. Michael, that was, I'm glad he called him with that because it's like, that is the, what I, the sentiments that I've heard from all men of all ages that they don't want to make. So now the women who are saying, I can't meet anyone, no one's approaching me, why are there no guys out there? The reality I think of what we're hearing is that a lot of guys are afraid to approach now. So if they weren't approaching before, they're definitely not now. Or maybe if they're younger, they never did. In their 20s, they never actually did. So Perhaps this is why we're having a, some kind of crisis. And I believe it's more of a crisis of intimacy than a crisis of sex. Sex is just sort of part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that we're lonely. Yeah. I've been lonely. Um, okay, I'm going to butcher okay. this name. Sorry if I do. I think it's Kelsey, but if it's Kielsey, I'm sorry. From 29 Who's Canada, who also wants to comment on this conversation. Okay, cool. Hey, Kielsey. Or Kel- is it Kelsey? Oh, yeah, it's Kelsey. Okay. Hey, Kelsey. Yeah. What up? Hi. Okay, so I'm so glad this topic is coming up because it's like a hot topic. I was actually talking about it with colleagues at work today. So I'm 29, I'm in a relationship for two years, and some of my girlfriends are also in relationships. And there's a sex crisis in relationships as well in a lot of ways. And what we're noticing is the the group of women that I surround myself with where we want to be successful, high-performing, and there's all these expectations, including how often you're having sex, how good the sex is, what you're doing to mix it up. And so mm-hmm. I find myself putting the same sort of performance expectations on my sex life as I would at, you know, my performance expectations at work. So as a result, we're sabotaging the actual intimacy that goes into good sex, and we're forcing it because we think we have to check it off our list. Oh, yeah. Kelsey, um, I so see that. I get it because now there's more information about there about sex, and people are talking about it more, and oh you have things God. to measure up against now. You kind of, is that what it is? Like you have a certain... Absolutely. And I think social media plays a big part in that of, you know, looking at other people and what's normal and what's not. And then you bring it back home. And I know for me, my partner is like, you're crazy. Like, who cares what other people are doing? But I can't get I can't help myself. I get caught up in it sometimes. Wait, give me an example, Kelsey, of what something in your if you don't mind, like, I'm just curious because you're 29 because it is a different world. So what give me an example of something how in your mind you're like, I should go home and do this thing to, to raise the bar in our sex life or What's come up for you? Yeah. Well, for me, you know, I'm happy having sex once a week. Right. I, we, we schedule right. it. We, I listen to your show all the time. We schedule it. It's, there's anticipation. There's excitement. Awesome. Um, but, you know, even in the conversation I was talking with my girlfriend today, she's like, you know, I think I, we should be having sex like five nights a week. And I'm thinking that no longer becomes fun for me. Right, exactly. You know, it becomes a chore. Every and couple so gets to decide. And to return to bed with your partner if sex feels like it's an obligation. Right. But then if you guys are talking about it, Kelsey, and then if you're like, hey, and you're, he's truly saying, you're crazy, no, it's awesome, then does it make you feel better or can you both decide what great sex is for both of you? You didn't even ask for advice, but now I'm giving well, it to you. I, <laughs> Yeah. No, but I think that that's exactly the answer is establishing what's right for you and your partner in your partnership and like really blocking it out. But I mean, I also think that there is just a lot of external pressure that may be working in an introverted effect where now we're sabotaging opportunities for sex. So, you know, if I think I'm putting on the signals for my partner, but I, he's not picking it up and I feel rejected and I feel like the night was a failure because we didn't have sex. Like, 
did that even have to happen? Is, it, and was that because I wanted to have sex or because I thought we should have sex that night? Right, exactly. Right, and that's like that's why it's all about getting into your bodies and knowing when you're, yeah, you know, feeling it and not having that. Sex shouldn't be an obligation, but I know it's become that for many people. All right, we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get into your calls. Anyone in a relationship should communicate more, but one of the most important things you should absolutely be talking about is using more lube in the bedroom. That's why I want to tell you guys about Pure Lube, because it is seriously next level. I've been obsessed with this brand for years, and I'm a huge fan, which is why I'm so excited to be working with them. They have a ton of different formulas that are great for either exploring a new toy or making sure your time with your partner is that much more pleasurable. Pure's original formula lets you feel much more touch and sensation and even works great as a massage gel. Or check out their Aqua Water-Based Lube, which is super moisturizing and gets completely absorbed into your skin, leaving you feeling silky and smooth. The best part is that their products all use medical-grade ingredients and are completely hypoallergenic. So get that conversation started and bring Pure Lube into the bedroom. To try Pure for yourself, go to sexwithemily.com slash pure. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash P-J-U-R today. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me on Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. That's sexwithemily.com slash SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. Okay, let's talk to Emily, 36 in California. She's trying to conceive and she wants to know how sex can feel less like a chore. Hey, Emily, how are you doing? Hi, Hi. I'm good. How good. are you, Emily? I'm so good, Emily. And team. Emmy, Emmy. Um, do you call you Emmy? Yeah. <laughs> My friends call me Emmy. So, I actually go by M. M, yeah. <laughs> M's a good one, too. Um, hey, M, so you're trying to get pregnant. Yes, and you want it to feel starting sexy. maybe a couple of months ago. Okay. And at this point, what has happened is now my husband understands that we need to be on somewhat of a schedule when, yeah. you know, you ovulate. And therefore, he thinks at that time that, you know, we have to have sex. And then all and any kind of the beautiful energy that comes with foreplay or any of those things goes out the window and he feels like he's doing a job because he's a dude and he wants mm-hmm. to accomplish the goal. Right. And I don't want that to go away because I want to still have sex and feel sexy and, you know, I don't want it to feel like a chore. Of course not. That so makes sense. my question is how do I talk to him about that without it being you know, an issue. I don't want to make him not also want to have sex because he thinks he's doing something wrong. Right, exactly. So I think, and, and you've just you just started, right? So it's new to him. He's taking it very seriously, which I think is yeah. adorable and great <laughs> and very responsible. You know, he's like, I'm going to do this right now. Yeah. Like, we're going to get my penises. will go into the vagina. I will ejaculate. <laughs> so I think that's great. But I think you have to, now this is your time to bring a little levity to it. 
and not even don't even talk about what happened the last time it happened. I think what you do is if you know when you're ovulating, I think that you got to make that a fun night. Like you got to start to maybe start planting the seeds now. No pun intended. Planting the seeds. You should, um, <laughs> but you but you could Emily. Be, uh, em, think about like what would be like. This is such a good time for you guys to start thinking about or talking about what is really hot for both of you. Like, could you get a hotel room for the night? Could you get massages? Could you massage each other? Could you try something a little bit different? Like, set up a whole. You know, wear something sexy or role play or just do something that's outside of your sexual comfort box because then you'll be focused on the newness and the 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 um, novelty of something new and sexy and he won't be focused on the old just in and out, you know? That's a good point. Okay. Yeah. I so, like it. Yeah, do and that. Maybe no talking to him really about it or I do talk to him. I would not talk. I would, okay, so it just happened once and you said he was very, like, it was all business. You had mm-hmm. no foreplay, no making out, no going down. He just no, never. No, this has happened for like three months now. Oh, okay. Okay. So what I think. Yeah. So I I'm think. I'm like, oh, I'm going to ignore it. I think he'll get into it. Like you said, the newness will wear off. But okay. now it's the point where yeah. for a visual. You know, it's like missionary with his head in the pillow next to me. Like mission is being accomplished. And I'm like, I, it feels like I'm not. Even but how there. is the sex the other times of the month? Great. Oh, okay. So you just got to. So it's ref- really bizarre. It is bizarre, <laughs> but he doesn't know any better. Like maybe he's just like, this is what yeah. I don't want to fuck it up. What if I don't. So I think you could in a playful, sexy way, like sexy M, just be like, hey, I. So, you know, next month, it's coming up in a week or something. So, I know we're having sag you. You've been so, so good. And we're getting it done. We're trying hard. But I want to make that night fun. And, you know, instead of, you know, just rather than just doing it, let's try blank. Like, have you guys had to talk about things you want to try in the bedroom, fantasies? Do you know what he would be into? And just kind of plan a sexy date night, you know, plan something fun at home that is like filled with great food and, and, and playful, like toys and massages and just make it a fun, playful night. And I think you should say, I'm planning something fun for Saturday or whenever it is, because I want, I want to make it more, you know, I want to do something. I have some fun ideas how we can make it fun. Yeah. Make it exciting rather than saying, oh, you've been so boring burying your head in the pillow. pillow. So (laughs) I think if you just bring something new to the table, he's not going to fight you. And that's how you switch it. Okay. Yeah. And just take like charge. It. Wear something sexy. Like take charge. Get on top. Do you, you know? So yeah. take charge okay. of the night. Okay. And then I think it'll switch. He'll never go back. Let me know, yeah, Emily, what happens, so. okay? <laughs> Keep me posted. Thank Best of you. luck to you guys. We'll be praying for you. Praying for you. Thanks, Emily. I've never said praying. I know. I was like... Praying. I don't even know where that came from. I don't, I'm going to be I sending some intentions. But <laughs> yeah. that's what you say. Yeah, you say. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. They're trying to create life. I know it is a prayful thing. I have a question. It is. Yeah, go, James. Um, and I don't want this to sound like it would be deceitful, but like, is there a way to kind of be like just initiate sex and not tell him that you're ovulating? But they probably these days, you know, it's probably, probably all sharing ma- an app. Uh, they're probably gotcha. on an app, and they're. I was just. I don't know. Yeah. They're probably, he sounds like the kind of guy who's like counting along with her, which is so yeah. awesome because then you hear about people like, I told him I was ovulating and he didn't come home and you know. Well, it's so. refreshing to hear that when she's not ovulating, they have great yeah, sex. Yeah, which is yeah. so great. Yeah. Like there's no problem. That's a call yeah, that's like so such it, an easy fix. I think he's just really trying to get the yeah, job done I, and not disappoint her. Yeah, I love it. I love that. But you know, kind of to conceive. You could, so it's a great time to, to really, if you guys are working towards having a baby, anyone, I mean, it's a good time to really say, that, well, this is a good time to implement all these things that I talk about, Emily talks about, is how do we make it, prioritize our sex life and start making it interesting so you can incorporate some fun playfulness into the serious job of getting pregnant. Mm. Yeah, that's what I think. You think that people also try to somewhat plan out when 
they would rather conceive and like count nine months. Yeah, see I don't want a Gemini. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're putting your own sign down. I'm a Gemini. I so people are like, oh God. That's ridiculous. I, I don't know people. Do, probably people who are in, I don't know. We're in California. Michelle, you It's true. I'm huge people. into astrology. There must be people who are like, I do not want a Libra that on is, my hands. But you know what? It's like, you got to just be blessed and happy with the gift of life we're just regardless if we're having yeah really i think these days people just want to get yeah married. okay let's see let's actually let's talk to scott he's 53 and which one of the dakotas south dakota <laughs> and he has been married for 25 years and has a question about his uh, partner feeling awkward about showing pda with him all right hey scott hey ladies hey, hi scott how good how are you doing going on um i'm actually from minneapolis but i'm on a business trip so i'm uh, driving south dakota got it okay <laughs> i love the, the show good thank you we love yeah, it too you're really pretty i huh oh nothing uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry were you saying something no um no thanks. nothing you want to hear no i love it thank you scott yeah, no, it's it's very both of you, and I don't I don't remember your colleague's name. I'm Jamie. sorry, I feel bad that Jamie, Jamie, you're She's awesome pretty, too. Yeah. Great show. I've I've listened to the program with my wife, and we have a really healthy relationship. Been married 25 years, have two daughters, and uh, the sex is great. Um, I'm really into like going down on her all the time, and she loves it. She does the same for me, so we're we're really active. It's really healthy. But what's really strange is is she just doesn't. She doesn't really like to, like, kiss. Like, if I was to drop her off at the airport, so I, like, I just wanted to kiss her before she left Mil- yeah. for Milan, and I, like, went in for the nice French kiss, and she's like, <laughs> Scott, and I'm like, she's like, we're outside, and I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Good. You know? Yeah. And I just, I'm like, it's, it's okay, okay, so here's my question. Mm. Is yeah. there a point after many years of marriage where, the French kissing just kind of isn't like what it used to be. Yes, in every yes, exactly that, Scott. I, in most relationships, kissing is the first thing that goes, which yeah, makes me so sad. A, Bring back the kissing. Me too, because it's the sexiest thing. It is so sexy. It's like so a, hot, a, women. Really yeah, we require it. We like kissing. This is how we orgasm most. Ready? Kissing, fingers, and mouth. Like that's what turns us on the most. That brings us more pleasure. So yeah, that happened. So maybe you bring it up and you let her know, like, God, I really love making out with you. I've been thinking about kissing you. You know, we forget how good it feels. So it's pretty common. So yeah. I would just let her know that that's, you know, did you guys used to kiss a lot at the beginning? Oh, yeah. I mean, it just, I think we just were both like great kissers. And I think we still are. But now I think she's like, hey, if you're going to get the tongue going on, <laughs> go down there. And I'm like, Oh, I see. So she's like, hey, we're making out. Go, yeah. The kids are, what, do you have kids? You said, I mean, like, it's busy, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I get it. So it's like, I mean, I think it's a matter of talking or next time you guys are out on date night or something and just being saying, like, God, I remember we used to make out. I love our making out. I love kissing you. It makes me, you know, turn down so much. Your mouth's so sexy. And maybe just even take it off the table to be like, let's make out like we, like do one of the role-playing things to go back to the place you had your first date. Do some things that are nostalgic okay. and they make you guys feel super connected again. Go to a concert cool. that's playing then, music that you guys played in high school, you know, that you listened to in high school or in college or whatever. Like things that are reminiscent of what you used to do and you put yourself in those situations okay. again. She'll be like, oh yeah, remember this making out? And it makes her feel free. 
because she probably feels, ju- you know, women, we like, oh, someone's going to judge me and call me a slut. Like maybe we were in high school, we kissed our boyfriend, so we just don't. Or our parents told us it was wrong, so we don't. So maybe that's why also she's pulling away at the airport. So it sounds like there could be some softening and some connecting again, intimate, you know, on that level. Good. Yeah. Working back into it, because maybe it was a mind blow. Just be like, hey, we're out here at the airport. You know, everyone's around, and you're trying to French kiss me. We haven't French kissed a lot to begin with lately, so now exactly. we're out here publicly. That's a little weird. Yeah, and I got to get, got to check my luggage, and I got to get something to eat before the plane takes off. You know what I mean? Like, you're trying to kiss yeah. me. Yeah. So I'm sure okay. it's just, yeah, I get it. I probably wouldn't want to kiss. I'd probably be like, um, I was probably, I would probably be late at that point, knowing me. I'm just saying, yeah, I yeah. think that's it. But start to yeah. think about this. So when she comes back, I just have been thinking a lot about yeah. it. That kiss, and not in a judgy way, like I couldn't stop thinking how you didn't kiss me. You know, when we talk about right. this stuff, keep it positive and light and think about things that will inspire you both to kiss again. Bring it okay, back. Great. Bring back solid, the kissing. Okay. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for calling. Have a great night. 888 Kissing is the one of the first thing that goes. Sex, not too far behind. But kissing goes and then sometimes it never comes back and you're like oh my god like you might like he said you might actually be like scott said you might actually be having sex once a week twice a week but never making out anymore i think a lot of times in the beginning making out tends to lead to sex and then when you get it just it takes effort and it's like can be exhausting I yeah think, i think i'm just throwing things out kissing there. I don't is know. an effort I lo- exhausting i think so i don't know i love kissing so i'm totally down for it all the time i just this is what i thought maybe yeah. other people are thinking yeah, perhaps they know. think like they just get to the chase here um yeah let's get over with we're busy we don't have a lot of time or maybe when couples are feeling less connected to each other mm. they have sex but kissing is actually so intimate that maybe they kind of are like annoyed with their partner, but they're like, I'm just going to have sex. Like they're at that point in the relationship where they're like, that's too intimate. I can have sex because that's even less. But kissing is like, oh, and I don't even feel like kissing my partner right now because I'm so annoyed about a million other things that have happened in the last 10 years that I actually don't want to kiss this person. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, five so years, there's like years, resentment Resentments build up. Oh. And so they're like, I can't even kiss them anymore. I can have sex with them. That's something that I can do. That's the duty we'll both get off. But kissing means like I love this person. Like I'm still attracted to them in a way that they just, I'm not into them anymore. Let's talk to Katie, 61 in Michigan, who's curious about how to approach a threesome. Hey, Katie. Hi, let's talk about this. <laughs> in my home state, what's up? <laughs> Not much. My husband and I would like to get more intimacy, more happiness in our marriage, and we were talking about getting into a threesome. How's your sex life right now? Good. Okay. Can you expound upon that? Like, is it pleasurable? Do you guys get each other off? Do you know how to please each other? Are you having it at the rate in which you're both satisfied? Yeah, well, we can use a little bit more, but okay. yeah, otherwise it's very pleasurable cool. and very satisfying. Okay, awesome. No, Katie, here's what I'm asking, because before I tell you, like, there's a lot of, I just want to make sure that for many couples, when they, sex is kind of boring and blah, they're like, oh, maybe a threesome will change it and make us feel closer together again. But it doesn't work that way often. A lot of times you have to both be on the same page and, you know, be able to communicate about it and talk it through and what it would look like and set boundaries. You know, like, is it going to be with another woman? How are we going to meet her? Is she going to sleep over? You know, all that stuff. And not doing it because you both want to do it, but not just for one for the, you know, not, you should, you have to both be like both feet in. Are you guys there? 
Have you guys yep, talked about we, it? Yeah, we, yeah we've, we've been talking about it for a while. Awesome. Okay. And, you know, the different things that we'd like to do or like to see in, in the relationship. So we, my husband and I kind of differ. I feel more comfortable if it was somebody we knew. Mm. He, on the other hand, like to say no then that way if it doesn't work out we don't have these embarrassing moments we don't have to you know go back to ever seeing that yeah. person again yeah i kind of side with your husband here because it can get tricky you know and i think <clears throat> with a friend or someone you know you know i think typically it's i think it's better when it's not someone you already have an emotional connection with right maybe start there and then if it becomes really comfortable and you guys kind of feel it's a good situation, then maybe you'll learn how to set boundaries and you'll know how to pick the right partners, but maybe start with someone you don't know. Um, there's different sites. I'm trying to think about in Michigan. I mean, I think FetLife, F-E-T-L-I-F-E, is a website that helps match couples There's also you know to, to other people in your area. There's also one called Field, F-E-E-L-D. And Katie, just to make it easy, you can go to sexwithemily.com and we have something called show notes. And then I'm going to put all these up there for you. So there's a field and that's awesome. You guys can put a profile up. You could just, if you know a friend who maybe you heard was like, you know, into this, you could ask them. So once she opens up, you'll find someone in your community. I'm not sure where you live in Michigan, but I don't know. There's people, there's people doing some fun things there in Michigan. I know. Some like-minded folks. Maybe we're go to Chicago hoping, for the weekend. We're hoping to find. We're willing to travel too. You know, to to a different city. Go too, to Vegas. So. Go to Chicago. Chicago's happening. I bet you. Well, we've been to Vegas before. <laughs> well, go to Vegas and maybe find someone in Vegas. You know, I don't know. Find okay. someone. Like, go on a fun place away from where you're at. Away from go from Michigan. It's freezing right now. Anyway, probably still. Plan a weekend, you know, and then do some experience, you know, do some like, and do some role playing around it, maybe watch some threesome porn together, or just think about what kind of person you like, browse the sites, chat with someone, maybe FaceTime with them beforehand, make sure there's some kind of connection, meet them in person, go somewhere for the weekend, have it be a whole thing. Just the most important thing I have to recommend to couples that you just keep checking in about how you're feeling about the whole situation. Before, during, after, have a safe word in case something gets awkward. Because you, you don't know how you're going to feel because you've never done it before. How long have you guys been together, Katie? Right. How many years have you been together? We've been together over 30. Okay, long time. So after 30 years, there's going to be another woman there. And your husband's penis could be inside of her. You know what I mean? Like, how could that feel? Like, right. think about it before. Talk about it. Fantasize about it together. Just make sure you're ready. Okay. All right, Katie. That's it. I love it. Keep me posted, Katie. I'm here every night for you, every weekday. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. I love doing the show. I love hearing from you. Thank you for participating and for supporting the show. Thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Michelle, producer, Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. I know I talk a lot about sex toys for women, but not to worry, guys. Let me give you a helping hand. Well, actually, you're going to have to use your hand or your partner's hand. But let me tell you about the new Flesh Skin from Fleshlight. The Flesh Skin is a compact stroker unlike any other. It's open at both ends and has finger holes for the perfect grip. So whether you're using it on your own or letting your partner do the heavy lifting, it's the perfect addition to your bedroom activities. 
The combination of the comfortable grip, the ability to vary the pressure, and Fleshlight's ultra-realistic silicone will let you in on all the sex toy fun. Just grab some water-based lube and use the Flesh Skin to add a whole new range of sensations to your pleasure. Get a better grip with the Flesh Skin. Just visit sexwithemily.com slash fleshlight. That's sexwithemily.com slash fleshlight to order your Flesh Skin today.